This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, spring is in the air, almost, and it's time to look around the house and start cleaning. But after you tackle the windows and the baseboards, turn your thoughts toward cleaning up where you live online. After months of neglect, your email, places you visit online, and your actual computer can use some spring cleaning attention as well. So today on Everyday Tech, we'll talk about spring cleaning your technology. To be a part of the show, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Donating your change to MPB just got better. Visit mpbonline.org slash support. Change donors are now change sustainers with instant benefits like passport streaming video and home delivery of our fine-tuning program. If you'd like to give a set amount every day, now you can. Donations are charged directly to your card, which means you can earn points and a tax deduction. Visit mpbonline.org slash support and become an MPB change sustainer today. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at New Core Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, spring wouldn't only be about changing the batteries in smoke detectors and filing your taxes. Your digital life needs some attention as well. So today we're going to discuss spring cleaning your tech, from tech tips to um, back up your data to ideas on how your social media life needs to be neat and tidy as well. From emails to actually cleaning your computer, your desk, your phones. Everything. Uh, now, if you'd like to join our conversation, the number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can hit us up online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We also want you to give us a call if you have tips on how you clean your tech, how you clean your cell phones, how you clean your computers, um, yeah. and how you organize your emails and your files, because we're going to talk about that. I am guilty of that, having disorganized files. I have seen her phone. Her emails will scare you. Jeremy, it's 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 gruesome, man. It's tough. Hey, I'm just, now. I'm just hey. glad I can't actually see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really, it's kind of like, you know, the I'm throwing myself on the grenade for you, brother. I, you know, we'll just jump on Michelle Day. Whatever. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know, she's not feeling too good, no, so we can take right. advantage of that, you know. <clears throat> we'll get one up on her today. <laughs> well, welcome, Jeremy. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Okay, doing okay. We're here. We made it. And you know what? Today does feel like a little like spring is in the air. Yesterday was nice and freezing cold, but it was sunny. Yeah, what is that glowing disc out in the sky? <laughs> I, I was really uh, caught, caught unawares with that. It looks like the sun, but it doesn't feel like the sun. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Mother Nature just kind of like ran back in the room going, and let me tell you another thing. You know, <laughs> All so. those memes out there are kind of funny yeah. talking about that. Well, spring is here almost, and um, it's spring is the 20 uh it's actually on 21st, wednesday March it's on 21st. Wednesday, yes so um we're Which, gonna get a jump on it right now and talk about spring cleaning your tech i know a lot of people wait till you know till it gets just ridiculous dirty and you have your keyboard and you're mm-hmm. bunching out the crumbs and your wires you can't see your uh underneath your desk anymore yeah <laughs> you, you know you turn wait. the keyboard up and a big mac falls out you know and <laughs> it, it it can get uh I, i've seen and I'm sure Jeremy has too, man. I've seen some that w- that would definitely make you cringe. Um, and you know, now working in a manufacturing environment, see, even the dog agrees. Look at that! You know? Look at that! Um, but you know, yeah, it's 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 amazing what all gets kind of kind of sucked up into our computers and into our keyboards, and you just don't think about how much you live 
around it, mm. and it really does just kind of gather all that kind of stuff up. So, yeah, good time to think about uh, getting that taken care of. And speaking of um, cleaning your tech, we're going to start with some hot topic stories, and this was a good one um, given to me by my coworker, Liz Gill. Now, this talks about the fecal matter and how dirty your cell phones can be. Yeah, that's um, just nasty. I know. Mobile phones have become... Um, Reservoirs of pathogens um, that touch our ears, faces, lips, hands, and um, different users have different health conditions. Uh, now, researchers said that in 2009, a study of bacteria re- removed from personal phones. Now, get this. This was really, really, really uh Shocking for me. A study by the University of Arizona found the typical worker's desk, which tends to be your smartphone's home for about 40 hours a week, has hundreds of times more bacteria per square inch than an office toilet seat. So that's just that's just that's just nasty. That is. But it's a fact. So when you you think about about everywhere that you take your phone and, you know, Let's just be honest. Usually the phones follow you into the different rooms throughout the house and the office. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an unfortunate fact. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a fact. Same thing with your keyboard. Think about how much you're, you know, when your hand's constantly touching your keyboard, then you rub your eyes and you sneeze or whatever. And, and think about this. They said other studies have found serious pathogens, serious pathogens on smartphones such as... Not the joking strepto- pathogens, but these are the serious ones, right? right? not the joking ones, the serious ones. Okay. Streptococcus, MRSA, a type of bacteria that is uh, resistant to several antibiotics and even E. coli on your cell phones. So um, that I thought is- it was just in the lettuce. <laughs> so it's really serious about cleaning your cell phones. And I have a question for you guys. What is the best cleaning agent to clean your cell phone? So when you're talking about, you know, disease and streptococcus and all that kind of stuff, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that a, a uh, lightly dampened Clorox bleach wipe is going to be very helpful in reducing the amount of disgustingness on your phone. Um now, you want to make sure that it's not too wet because it is possible for that bleach to get down there inside your device and mess it up. But if you just lightly dampen it and make sure you don't go over any cracks or you know earpieces or anything like that, then it should be okay. I usually go over my phone about once a week or so just to you know make sure that it is clean uh, because that is really disturbing. And I'm, I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so you know when you go into the bathroom – and you sit on the toilet and you use your phone, you've got all these molecules that are just floating through the air until they fall and settle right on your cell phone screen. <laughs> so do with that information what you will, because I keep my phone clean. Now, let me ask you a question. Well, I have two questions. Let me ask the first one. When you go in the bathroom and you know after you do what you have to do, where do you place your phone? Well, normally women, I don't know about you guys, but women, we I place my phone on top of the toilet dispenser so you think about like well but you know think about this you have to wipe it off when you come out so i wipe my phone off with hand sanitizer is that good uh yes it's got alcohol in it so Mm -hmm. it's not terrible but i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it just because hand sanitizer is going to be an accumulation of gel and if that gets down in your phone it's probably going to mess something up okay i have an otter box on my phone so that's what i'm actually wiping off so yeah if you're if you've actually got a case on it and you're just cleaning off the screen yeah Mm -hmm. that should be fine you you could you should do you could use that or a bleach wipe or whatever it's really the alcohol in the hand sanitizer that's doing anything for your phone though so you'd be just as effective using like an alcohol wipe okay and as you were talking uh wilts had sprayed his phone Three or four times with Lysol. Right yeah, I just went into the can of Lysol. I mean, you know, kind of uh, Michelle got me a little scared there, so I just uh, the old iPhone X here just got Lysoled. Again, well, just just be careful that you're not spraying it directly into any ports. I know Wilts knows that, but I want to make sure that our listeners know that you don't want to spray anything directly onto your phone, even if it was in a case, because it is possible that the pressure that that liquid comes out of that out of that can it could penetrate. Because when you think about using that phone, your earpiece is right up at the top and it is exposed. Mm. So you want to be careful if you're spraying up there. Very good tip. Well, we have a caller early in the show today. We'll go ahead and take Avery from Madison. Um, Good morning, Avery. Good morning. What's your question or comment this morning for us? Okay, I have an HP printer 
and I'm having a problem with it feeding when I try to print something. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, can feed the pages one by one, but that's really a pain. So I'm wondering if there's someplace in the Jackson area where I can take it to have it repaired. So I can't answer that question as far as uh, what's available in Jackson, but I can tell you that most of uh, the computer shops don't fool with printers simply because it's cheaper to just go out and replace it rather than take it apart and replace a component that may not actually fix it. Um, As far as labor time and parts go, it would just be cheaper for you to go out and get another one, unless, of course, it's several hundred dollars. There are some uh, printers that I do uh, go out in the field and service for people, but they're they're actually really more like copiers. For the most part, if it's an inkjet printer or even one of the cheaper laser ones, we usually just recommend replacing it. Okay, well, that's what a number of computer shops have told me, so I'll do that. Thanks a lot. Yes, yeah, sir. And, you know, I mean, that's just an unfortunate thing. I mean, unfortunately, and, and here's something, you know, to kind of bring on up and just remind everyone, it, whenever you are getting getting rid of your old technology, think about, you know, like in our local area, um, I know some of the different computer shops here, as well as like your Best Buy, you can take your old electronics there, make sure you're recycling them properly. We don't want to just fill up the landfill with these things. Um, you know, there are some some chemicals and everything else involved with that. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's really kind of become more so where we, it, like Jeremy said, it's, it's a lot cheaper to replace them unless you're talking about the larger lasers or the really big office units. And um, we are actually going to have a recycling uh, tech show coming up soon. Yes. Because yep. uh, what recycling world. Yeah, um, we got to get Jennifer back in. Yes, here. we will have her back on the show and we'll talk about recycling and how important it is for the world community city well it is and we're seeing mm-hmm. more and more technology is playing a role in that not only in being the items that we're having to recycle but also in how we're recycling you know like us for example at a new core we you know um recycle quite a bit actually our product is all recycled we're the nation's largest recycler and it's amazing what items you can actually pull out of that so you think about whenever you're taking a car or an old refrigerator or a lawnmower or whatever um or computers etc when you're doing that, there's actually a lot of different elements in there that can actually be brought back out. You know, so you think about the copper, the aluminum, the chrome, and and all of that. So, so yeah, that it, you know, it gives back a little bit. All right. Well, it's time for our first break. But when we return, we're going to talk about spring cleaning your tech. Where do you start? What do you want to uh, clean? What do you want to clean first? Um, where's your trouble areas? We're going to talk about those. If you want to be a part of this conversation, let us know about some of your spring cleaning tech tips, uh, what works for you, what doesn't, what what you like. And if you have any questions or comments of your personal own personal tech questions, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can hit us up online at everydaytech at mpbonline.com. Our experts are standing by and ready to help. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. Donating your change to MPB just got better. Visit mpbonline.org slash support. Change donors are now change sustainers with instant benefits like passport streaming video and home delivery of our fine-tuning program. If you'd like to give a set amount every day, now you can. Donations are charged directly to your card, which means you can earn points and a tax deduction. Visit mpbonline.org slash support and become an MPB change sustainer today. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MVB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. 
Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle Mackley, your host, along with Wilt Contreras and Jeremy Thompson. And today we're discussing spring cleaning your tech. Spring is somewhat in the air, and it's time for you to decide uh, or look at cleaning your technology inside and outside. Now, to be a part of our show, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Plus, we're taking your personal tech question. So if you don't have a question about spring cleaning your tech, it's okay. Give us a call about any tech question. We had a good one right before the um, break. So um, let's talk about where do you start, (laughs) like me. Uh, where do you start? What do you do first when you think about spring cleaning your tech? Well, you know, um, think about first, wh- what do you need? You know, what is it? Uh, wh- where are your pain points? Where are your trouble points? Uh, is are, are you constantly tripping over the wires that are running from around your desk or around your TV or things like that? Um are you always trying to search through and you can't quite find the file that you're looking for, the email or the picture and everything else? I mean, you know, you got to start by thinking about what is it you're hoping to accomplish. And, uh, you know, that's going to give you really, you know, really set you off in the right direction. And maybe it's a couple of those things, but you got to look at what, what's, what's going to be the one that's going to make you, you know, that if you can just accomplish it, it'll make you that much less stressed. Uh, besides actually putting a little Lysol on your phone and getting rid of those cooties that you were nice enough to tell us about earlier. I'm about to thank Liz for that article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeremy? You know, when it comes to a, a computer and, and people bringing it in for uh, spring cleaning, we'll say, uh, the main thing is they want it to be faster. So uh, we always recommend a, a program called CCleaner. And that will allow you uh, to go in and actually just quickly bundle all your stuff together and find out what needs to be thrown out it's it's almost like hey what's what's messing up my computer right now what's slowing it down let's bundle it all up in one package and then just remove it all at the same time um we really like ccleaner because it is possible to take a slow computer that's just got a bunch of temp files and stuff built up in it and clean it up and it immediately be faster um the other thing that we look at is cluttered programs so um uh McAfee and and Norton, you know, they've all got different little bells and whistles that they add to their virus protection programs. But there's also stuff that they just attach their name to that you really don't need on their computer, on your computer. So you can go through your list of programs and start to narrow down what you actually need, what you actually use, and you can get rid of the rest of that stuff, which is typically just what we call bloatware. Yeah, and, and it's really amazing. And and the really nice thing to point out too about CCleaner is it is actually a free program. Um, which is really, really cool. I mean, there is a pay option for it, but it, you know, um, but it can do what you need it to do for free. And, and it's really amazing just what kind of, you know, decluttering, just like we were thinking about decluttering your closet or decluttering your garage or what have you, decluttering that computer. Look through there and it's like, oh, you know, I, I installed that program a, a year ago and mm-hmm. I've used it once since then. I don't really need it. You'd be amazed at what just getting some of that garbage out of the way can really do for you again just like you know getting rid of some of that stuff oh wow i forgot i had this shirt or i forgot mm-hmm. i had these you know um whatever's all right well we have alan on the phone of course our resident <laughs> caller and by the way alan i did see your email just before i came, we came on the air so i will have you an answer coming here shortly um, yeah, well, i'm not calling about that but hi, hi michelle will yes. yeah. wonderful hey guys hey yeah I, uh, while, while i was on hold calling in i think jeremy stole what i was going to talk about i was going to mention c cleaner uh, the free version but i'll just caution you i'm getting a, i'm getting a, a reminder to upgrade it but i'm not upgrading it because i don't want to i don't want to be thrown into another uh paid subscription kind of thing but uh it's but 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 it's a great it's a great program. And also, I'm going to, like I keep saying to people, back up your systems. You Amen. Know, I mean, I, 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 buy, buy you a cheap USB external drive, hook it up to your computers. And then uh, the program I, I like, it comes from the U.K. It's called Macrium, M-A-C-R-I-U-M, Reflect, R-E-F-L-E-C-T. It is a really good back. You can do a complete image backup of your entire system. And uh, if, if if your hard disk ever crashes, or heaven forbid, you get a virus or something like that, you can you can restore it from your external, or you can put a new disk in there, restore it from your external 
a USB device and be back in business uh, fairly quickly. And it also lets you go out and those image files that you back uh, backed up, uh, you can go in and, and, and make them like a uh, like a network drive where you can go through the different files and restore files individually. So it's a it's a nice it's a nice Very program. Cool. I know there's there's comp, there's competitors out there to it, but uh, Macroom, I fucking think they've got a free version that I really like. Yeah, well, and Alan, you bring up another really good important point though. Is before you start going in there and, and cleaning up and and doing different things inside of your computer, you know, especially with programs and everything else, that backup is is important as well. Making sure that hey, you know, back it up because there is that possibility. Some people get a little bit overzealous. I know whenever my wife gets in there and starts cleaning out the garage, I never know what's going to actually make it to the curb. So, you know, the exact same thing could happen on your computer. So having that backup can really be a a, a lifesaver. Exactly. exactly. My wife won't let me back up the garage. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you, Alan. Hey, thank you, Alan. And, and uh, I'll have that email coming to you shortly. I'll take your time. No All right. All right. Well, you know, we, you said a mouthful. So when we go, we're going in and and cleaning up our emails, like me, I was telling Java yesterday. We were just talking about this, Java. If you remember yesterday, we were just talking about uh, organizing my files here. Actually, we were talking about that a year ago. Oh, <laughs> see, see how he got me. I got it like that, didn't I? But so now the same uh, way. One uh, thing. Jeremy said no, something ahead, about John. yeah. I was just gonna say the same thing uh, Jeremy said about C Cleaner. Now, if this was a magic program and a one button fix for um, organizing everybody's files and folders, now oh man, I, hey Jeremy Wilts, I just hit you up with a, with a nice little idea. Now that's a million dollar idea. <laughs> I mean that that would be that would be a billion dollar idea. That is one of the things that I think, uh, at least on um, on my end of it from tech support, is one of the biggest frustrations I hear out of a lot of different a lot of different users. Um, I have to kind of give a shout out to my wife. My wife's actually very good at keeping files organized. You know, one of the big areas, one of the big groups of files or styles of files on our uh, computer is pictures. And, you know, I mean, she's just taking a very, it seems like a very simple approach, but it really does work. And it's, uh, you know, by year. And then within that year, it's going to be the different events. So you have your Christmas and you have, you know, and it could just be like, you know, small things like maybe one of the kids concerts on a weekend or whatever. But she just has folders in there and she's just used that folder, almost like the old file folder Mm -hmm. effect and put them on in there. Uh, Same thing with email. She has, you know, she has like her main inbox and then off of her main inbox, she's made other folders that are for, you know, say like the bills come over here. Um, You know, my son's getting ready to go to, to college in the fall. Uh, Hotty toddy, by the way. And um, so, you know, and she just kind of organizes that by using those folders. And, and it seems like just a simple thing, but it's it's just amazing. It, if you start doing that, once you start doing that, it makes it just that much easier. Um, but it can be tough to start once, you know, it's like I, I, I've also picked on my mother-in-law on the air. And, you know, she doesn't delete anything in her email. And <laughs> I've tried convincing her that the, you know, the, uh, the JCPenney ad from a year ago is not still good. I promise you, it's really not. And, you know, but just getting to that point, once you can get there and keeping up with it, and that's one thing, you know, like I said, that she's done really well with. So when it comes to having a whole bunch of files on your computer, it's hard to just look at file names and sizes and be like, well, it looks like a lot of data. You know, you can go through and you can look at the way your files are structured and you can click on the word size up at the top and then it'll sort them by your biggest files or your, your smallest files first, however you want to look at it. But for a lot of people, that's kind of hard to understand all of that information. So you can use a program, uh, at least for Windows users, called Space Sniffer. And what Space Sniffer will do is it will actually bring up a visual representation of the space on your hard drive, and it will start to show you big chunks of where your data is as far as what folder it's in. You can double-click on that, and then it'll show you, okay, these are the biggest folders inside that folder. It's a really good way to find out if there's something that's just taken up a massive amount of storage on your computer. When we're talking about spring cleaning, we always want to make sure that we're uh, able to store as much information as we need to in the future, so it's a good idea to go through and find those files that are literally just taking up space, whether they're installation files or videos that you no longer need, whatever the case may be, you can go through and use Space Sniffer to help you nuke all that stuff out and clear up a huge chunk of hard drive space in a very short period of time. I like that. And what about your cell phones? Now, we're talking about computers, but on your cell phones, um, think about how many things on your phone are taking up valuable space, like apps and um, things like that. 
Well, and besides taking up valuable space, they could also be running your battery down. There are some apps, I mean, even though an app may be good, for example, there's a couple of game apps that I like to play. They are battery hogs. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, I very often will actually kind of like look through there and looks like, um, and actually like with the iPhone now, I think you can actually go into settings and I'll have to see where it's at here. And it'll actually tell you the last time you actually opened a particular app. And I start looking, it's like, if I haven't touched this thing in like a year, I'm deleting it. So that's a good time. Spring cleaning is a great time to look in your iPhone and or any kind of phone and see what type of apps you never go to anymore, games you never play anymore. Take mm-hmm. those off because, like you said, they run yes. down your battery as well. What's another good tip to clean up your cell phones? So when it comes to Android users, there's a program out there that's just like that space sniffer, except it's called Disk Usage. And it will also give you a graphical representation of what's taking up space on your phone. Uh, if it, it should be to where if your phone has a, a bunch of stuff showing up in system files that you cannot harm those. So you don't have to worry about that so much. But pictures, downloads, apps, etc. It should show you where all that stuff is taking up space. And don't let me forget my Mac users because I know I got a bunch of Mac users out there. You can use a program called Grand Perspective. does the same thing as the others. It just gives you a view, a visual view of what's going on with your computer as far as used hard drives. And it really can help you uh, solve some mysteries. It's helped me quite a few times. All right. And before we're going to break, quickly, uh, guys, talk about the importance of using this time to refresh your passwords. Look at your passwords. Look at about uh, seeing about changing them or updating them. Well, you should think about that not just in the spring. I mean, really, you do want to change those often, especially it just seems like every week month or so we're hearing about another big breach uh it it really is important and people you know we usually get a lot of groans back whenever we say that but it really is an important thing to be changing out your passwords just like spring you know uh you know we're coming up on the other lovely part of uh the the spring change and that is daylight savings time and you know they've always kind of said hey it's a great time to remember to change the fire you know your uh smoke detector batteries um, you, you need to to find those marks to change your password as well because yeah they they get a little bit stale and you know you don't want your stuff stolen. I mean I know I'm I'm sure we have a few listeners out there that have unfortunately been victims of uh, identity theft. And you know I, I had a customer that was in here yesterday and she was asking me about a password with Windows. Your Windows password uh, for somebody that's in the know like me or Wilts is not really effective because we have technology that will allow us to blank it out, take it down. We can pull your hard drive out of your computer. We can get to your files. So when it comes to keeping a safe password on your computer, I don't recommend using anything super crazy or sophisticated because it's really only to keep people from physically accessing your machine, say your children or your spouse or what have you. So use a password that you know that they can't guess, but something that's not super, super complicated. And also, password changing is becoming less relevant because of two-factor authentication. You can change your password a thousand times, but if you have a cellular device that is attached to that account where they send a code to it, you want to make sure that that's up to date and that you're still using that same number because you can get locked out of your account even if you have the password. Very good. Very good tip. Well, it's time for us to take another quick break, but when we return, we'll continue discussing spring cleaning your tech. We want to welcome your tips and your questions. If you want to be a part of today's show, give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can hit us up online at mpbonline.org. That's everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. Radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo, your host, along with my tech experts, Wills Contreras and Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you're just tuning in, today's topic is spring cleaning your tech. Now, to be a part of our conversation, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, we've talked about cleaning up your cell phones, cleaning your emails and files, but what about tuning your computer up? Just like a car, computers need a little tune-up every now and then uh, to make sure they're running efficiently. So what are some things we can do to tune up our computers and our um, uh, um, phones and computers? Well, we kind of brushed on that a little bit in the last segment. One thing you can definitely do is remove some of the excess. Get the clutter out of the way. Get the programs you're not using. And for those programs that you are using, make sure you're keeping them updated. Um, you know, make sure there's not a, an update running out there, both, you know, not just for your operating system, but for the programs you're running as well. Because, you know, those manufacturers, those software developers are putting those updates out, and they can actually affect performance, and they can affect security and some of those things. So you want to make sure you're staying, staying up to date on those kind of things. And even though with uh, your your laptops and such, and uh, it's becoming more difficult to do so, especially if you have a Mac, it's it's downright impossible. Um, there aren't a whole lot of upgrades that you can do on Macs, but with Windows laptops, there are still options. You can still add more RAM. You can add a different type of drive. You could go from your hard drive to your solid state. That's going to give you a much faster, better performance. So those are options as well. Not so much screen spring cleaning, but up, spring upgrading. What about those factory resets? Now, a factory reset you want to be really careful with because uh, let's just go ahead and say it. That's going to wipe everything off the computer. It is possible during a factory reset to tell it to back up your data, but I've also told a computer to do that, and it didn't back up the data. So you go ahead and trust that little utility if you want to, but my career is on the line, so I I just go ahead and do it manually. Um, Factory restores are good if you have a computer that has become unbootable, that you don't have any data that you need off of it. If it it will allow you to get to the recovery partition, it's different on every manufacturer, so you'd have to Google it to find out what yours was. It's possible for you to restore it to factory settings without having to have a Windows disk or without having to know too much about what you're doing because it asks you simple yes and no questions All right. as well, you go through the process. Well, we have our phone lines lit up. We're going to start in uh, with Gail. Good morning, Gail. Thanks for calling the show. Hi, Gail. Good morning. Thanks yes, for calling okay. in. Yes, I'm here. What's your question or comment for the show this morning? Okay, my question is my Friend has an iPhone. I have an Android. Neither, and we both use AT and T cellular. We don't have any problem with anybody else, but I can't place a call to her and have it go through. It just it drops instantly. One ring, and then it's it's blocked. Uh, I Did she call you? Her. She called me. I can text her. We have both checked to make sure that we haven't inadvertently blocked each other. And it doesn't apply to anybody else except the two of us. That is very odd. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, you might want to check with AT&T to see if possibly. (laughs) So you you checked to see if they had been blocking her number and it is not blocking her at all. No. And they have no they have no solution either. Yeah, because oh, usually wow. the uh, the one ring and disconnect. That's usually that is like the block setting. If you block someone, that's what actually ends up happening yeah. to them. So, but you can text her just fine. You just can't call her number right. directly. That's it. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> if you've checked all your blocked calls and everything, um, you might want to consider. Uh, have you? Do you have like an older AT and T phone that you could maybe swap the SIM in? Um. Uh, no. Okay, if you came across something like that, you might want to try to swap your SIM and see if you can dial it from another phone. There's either okay. got to be some software restriction on that phone that is embedded so far in Android that people are having a problem finding it. Okay. Um, so you think it that's is my really, phone, not hers? Well, if you're if you're calling her though and it's blocking it, then it's it's going to be something in her. No, yeah, it's got to be on her end because. 
You're okay. sending out a call to her. Her phone is the one that's deciding not to receive the call. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it's, initially, it, there's the got to be. Time, the first mm-hmm. time this happened, I actually got a message that this call cannot go through. And after and that, you I, didn't get the message anymore. And after that, I didn't get the message anymore. It just did not. Go so through. you will, you'll call her number, and and the line just goes dead. Yeah. Wow. That. That is, uh, I, I'm kind of baffled on this one, to be honest with you. Um, that's, that's okay. You just like my, my think, last hope <laughs> for an explanation. I think, yeah, I, mean, I think it's something on her phone that is blocking your call. But if you can text okay. her, it's odd that it would let you text her but not call her. Yeah, because usually yeah. block is both. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I would see if maybe somebody could switch that iPhone out for a different phone, a different iPhone even, um, mm-hmm. and see if the call will go through. There's there's either some restriction on that phone or to your line. But since you said you've already talked to AT&T, it looks like they've checked that. Yeah, well, I don't know if they actually Yeah, checked. right. Hypothetically, they checked it. Well, well I, I kind of wanted to see that in a roundabout way without being rude. But, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Maybe, maybe call them back and see if they could check again. Well, okay. they also need to check on her side as well because you can go from the carrier. I mean, we've had to do this for a, a couple of our business lines. Uh, and yeah. from the carrier themselves, I can actually enter in. Yeah, uh, she had at, her phone at the AT&T store. Okay, but they may, they may need to look in their system as well because if something got entered, if somebody made a mistake and entered something, yeah, it yeah, that one's that one's a tough one, but I think I think uh, a lot of the answers are going to probably have to come out of the AT and T folks. Okay, yeah, it's entirely possible to call AT and T and say, "Hey, I've got somebody calling me, and I need to block this number." Now, usually they don't do that; they usually leave that to the phone. But I'm pretty sure it's possible to call up there and say, "Hey, I do not want this number calling through to me. Forward it to no man's land." I, I, I would see if it's something in their system that's that's gotten messed up because that okay. that really doesn't make any sense. And we want to congratulate you. Because you have stumped the experts. We don't have a clue. Yeah, and I don't feel bad. Okay. You. This is it's amazing. All right. Well, that, that wasn't my goal, but thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you, Gail. Hopefully you guys can uh, find out what the mystery wow, is that on is, that uh, one. That is oh, no. nuts. We're going to move. I'm going to be up. Oh, you're going to be up all night thinking I'm about that one. Her calls going through. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got to oh, I'm already this. Googling it. I'm already in. <laughs> We're going to move to Brandon and speak with Jim this morning. Good morning, Jim. Hey, good morning. Thanks for calling the show. You have a question or comment? Yeah, I do. Thank you. Uh, I uh, thought about the uh, pros and cons of changing passwords on, on whatever devices you have. And uh, on one one side of the coin, I've always felt like, well, they haven't haven't detected this password, haven't found it yet. So, why would changing the password protect me? Uh, or why would a different password be better than leaving the one I have? Uh, the other thing is that the idea came to me at talking to a friend about this very thing that perhaps uh, some of these guys have get out there and harvest a lot of. Uh, passwords that may be related to, say, a single business, a bank, or something, and decide to hit it, you know, bust into it all at one time. Therefore, you know, instead of just getting into my account, they'd wait till they could get into a lot of accounts with such and such bank or uh, whatever, mutual fund company or whatever. I just like your comments on the pros and cons of changing the passwords and, and what it actually does versus, you know, someone not being able to uh, detect a password. Okay. Thank you for that comment. Yeah. Well, one thing when it comes to passwords, um, from a systems standpoint, if someone actually wanted to try to hack into a system with just a password, there are dictionaries out there that contain millions upon millions of combos, and that can literally be ran in a matter of moments. I mean, I'm talking two to three seconds. Um, I ran a password audit on a network one time, and I think to to actually get into 77% of the accounts, it took me under three seconds. So passwords in and of themselves are actually very easy to break. Anything, if you're, especially if you're using a, um, a common dictionary term, uh, common misspellings, you know, people will do, you know, the at symbol for the A, the dollar sign for the S, you know, um, systems know that and it's just a matter of actually going through them. What changing them will do is a lot of these hacks and, and, um, compromises of different businesses 
is they'll compromise the business and they'll get your, say, your login name along with your password. And so by changing it, you actually mess up that particular information that they have. That's really where you're preventing there. And just like going back, and I'll let Jeremy comment on this one, but it, you know, now we're starting to get more to that dual-factor authentication. It's not just a matter of having that password, but also you know, having said like a code sent to you and such. Which when it comes to two factor and we're talking about like business stuff, bank accounts, those sorts of things, it, we definitely want to make sure that we have a, a good secure password on it. But again, there, there should be a, a way to set it up with the bank. They probably insist on it when you log in now to set up two factor authentication where you just authorize that you have the, the correct number and then they send a code to you and you log in with that. It just even if somebody gets your password, they still have to verify those numbers. And the beauty of two-factor authentication is if you log in on a computer that that, that that system does not recognize, you have to put that code in again. So even if you know the password, you've got the phone number, you've logged in before, if you didn't authorize it to keep that information, it has to ask you for it all over again. Um, if you change computers, you'll have to reauthorize that device, and you have to make sure that there's a little checkbox that says, allow me to log in from this device in the future. So if you didn't want to do that, you can just have it to where it sends you the code every time. Yeah, and, and it's really, really simple. Like, you know, I'll just say, for example, um, my wife and I, we use USAA for insurance and stuff. Um, every time that we log in, you know, we'll put in our password. And, you know, like with a lot of browsers, yeah, you saved your password, you're going in there. But every time that we log in, before we can get in, it presents a screen that says, hey, we're going to send you a code. Do you want us to send it to your email? Do you want us to send it to your phone, the phone's on record, or do you want us to call you at the numbers that we know? And it's a very simple, it's you know, usually about a six, I think it's like a six-character code. They send it almost immediately, and it's just making sure that it's not somebody else logging in. And, you know, to some people, they'll be like, oh, that's an inconvenience. And, you know, but I'm sitting there looking at it, it's like, no, this is great because it's making sure that I'm really logging in. I don't want somebody else getting a hold of my, you know, account information and everything else. So... Um, don't think that this whole aspect of dual factor authentication that we're talking about, hey, it's a really, really big fancy word for a very simple process. And and I think many people would actually find it's not as cumbersome as you would think. All right. Well, we're going to take our last break of the show. But when we get back, we're going to go speak to Hiram in Oxford, Mississippi. And we welcome your tech questions and your spring cleaning tips to be a part of today's show. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 Or online at EverydayTech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org/underwriting. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, here today with our tech experts, Wilf Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you missed any of our program, you can listen to the entire show at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. It's also available on our MPB media app. Well, today we've been discussing spring cleaning your technology. Now, phone lines are still open, so there's time to get your question in. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Now I promised we would go to Oxford and speak to Hiram. Good morning, Hiram. Good morning. Thanks for calling the show. Do you have a question or a comment? I have a question. Well, actually, three questions, and I'll just go ahead. And they're real simple, I believe. The first one is, uh, how do you compress files or anything on there? And the other one is, should I keep my external hard drive connected at all times? And the next one is, is the cloud, putting stuff in the cloud safe, and what can I put in the cloud? Thank you. All right. Good questions. Yeah, very good. Um, 
Well, on the first one, when it comes to compressing files, uh, I, and I don't know where Jeremy's at on this. I'm honestly not a very big fan. I know that's an option with, uh, with Windows and I also presume in Mac as well. But I have seen just a ton of problems out of that. Um, really, compressing files can be as simple as just right-clicking it and selecting the properties and saying compress. But I've I've never seen that really be effective. I mean, the, the real thing is that it's convenient. It allows you to bundle up a whole bunch of stuff and download it as one big chunk rather than a bunch of individual files. So uh, to answer your question, how to compress files, uh, we use a program called 7-Zip. You can Google that and you can go download it. It's a real small, simple program. And then you can right click, like Wilt said, on whichever folders you want and you can click add to archive and it will allow you to take those files and uh, combine them together. Um, okay, if you, you're thinking if from you the right program side. Windows, yeah. yeah, I was thinking you, from the operating if, system compressing. Ah, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, if uh, if you right-click in Windows, uh, after you install 7-Zip, you'll actually see an option in the drop-down menu that says 7-Zip, and then you can add to archive or uh, extract files or whatever you would like to do. Um, when it comes to your external drive, um, I don't recommend keeping it connected at all times because those external drives, they typically have uh, cheaper hard drives inside of them, and eventually that drive is going to give out. Well, the more load you put that under, the more you wear out the physical hardware inside of it, the more likely it is to kill over on you. One other thing I want to say when we're talking about external drives is a lot of people like to think because it's so small and easy to carry around with them that they could just throw it in a backpack and keep their files on it. That's a really good way to lose your data. So I don't recommend keeping it plugged up all the time, and I don't recommend carrying it with you unless it's in a safe padded case or something, and you could ensure that that it's not going to get jostled or messed up. Your third question, um, is the cloud safe? Uh, for the most part, yes. Um, as we've been talking about on the show, um, all the cloud accounts, uh, all the really legit ones, are protected by uh, two-factor authentication as well, which means you have to get a code in order to log in, not just have your password. And what can you put in the cloud? You can put anything you want depending on which cloud service you're using. For example, if it's Dropbox, Dropbox doesn't have any limitations as to the types of files that you can upload to Dropbox. Neither does Google Drive. Um, I, I think that Amazon will allow you to only store photos at the moment with their cloud service that they have. Now, there's other cloud services, cloud storage services that Amazon offers that are similar to Dropbox. Um, but I would say Dropbox and Google Drive would probably be your better cloud al alternative uh, programs to, to recommend there for, for all-around use. Um, and you can put whatever you want in them. Right. Yeah, and then just going back one more time, just back to the uh, compression thing, too. And I think I'm, I'm glad Jeremy kicked in on that because my mind was going in a whole different direction. And I was thinking, just make sure don't be compressing Windows files that are on your C drive. Some folks will do that to save space on their C drive. That's where you need to be careful. All right. Well, Hiram, we hopefully we have answered your three questions very well. We're going to move to Natchez and speak with Jen, our last caller for the show. Good morning, Jen. Hey, good morning. Thank you all so much. Um, I'm so thrilled I'm getting to catch you when I'm actually in the car to ask this question. <laughs> Is Are the programs, the, the password manager programs like I1Password or any of those where you set a master password and then the program automatically uh, does all the other passwords, are they safe? Uh, well, they're as safe as that master password is in your hands. If you can keep mm -hmm. that password protected, uh, then the program itself should be relatively safe. Um, I know that 1Pass is an incredibly, incredibly safe program because once they store your passwords, they actually encrypt them. So say hackers were to, to attack 1Pass and get their, uh, their databases, it would just be an encrypted mess of uh, nothing. They couldn't use it because it's all encrypted. So 1Pass specifically, I know, is rather safe as long as you can keep that master password safe. Gotcha. That's that's that was exactly my question. What happens if somebody hacks into any of the password manager programs? Now, that's great. The, the other ones, I'm not really sure about their protocols. I'm not sure exactly mm -hmm. how they do it, but I do know that one pass specifically has been hacked, and they sent out an email and they were like, "We were hacked, but 
all your stuff is safe. So I, I would say it's a pretty good bet. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, before we get out of here, we're going to um, talk about cleaning your uh, accessories, your earbuds, your Bluetooth, your wires. How important, guys, is that um, for um, uh, spring cleaning your tech as well? The accessories, your earbuds, and all those wires. Your keyboard, like your mm-hmm, mouse. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, think about this. This is, what's, this is what's touching. I mean, you know, your earbuds, they're going in your ear. Um, and you know, there's, there's cooties in there and, you know, your hands are on your keyboard and everything else. I mean, I definitely, you know, kind of going back to where, when we started up, um, where Jeremy was going, you know, taking a, a disinfectant, spraying it onto a cloth, not directly onto some of your devices mm-hmm. and, and actually wiping and keeping those things clean. I mean, and I think that's a great can? idea. You said the air compressed can, uh, air, like a little compressed good. air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for blowing out, like I'll, I'll use that on like keyboards and stuff to, mm-hmm. uh, to get rid of the, uh, the big Mac and fries out of there. <laughs> and also and as far as the. Mm-hmm. Earbuds go, I would say, like a cotton swab and some alcohol just to clean out the little rubber earbud part. And, yeah. you know, when you when you put something in your ear, uh, your ears create more earwax. So be sure to clean your ears as well as your earbuds. And also untangling those cords. This is a good time to look at um, organizing all of those wires and things under your computer. Oh, yeah. Use some, you know, zip ties or, uh, you know, Velcro straps or some other things. Kind of get those things organized. That can really become a tripping hazard if you really think about it. And if for nothing else, they're just they're unsightly and they can they can impact airflow of your devices. I mean, these are electronic devices. They've got to breathe. And not to, um, I guess, gross anybody out, but we should actually be wiping down these headphones that we use every day uh these communal headphones uh, oh. <laughs> like, like, like the ones you have on michelle and, and cleaning whoops. the uh <laughs> mic uh covers as well so we have to do some spring cleaning around mpb as well hey, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. tech cleaning around mpb you heard that jason we're gonna clean these covers clean these um we're gonna have a spring cleaning day at mpb that's what we're gonna do come up here on a saturday java you said it all right well, we wanna... java's bringing the chick-fil-a exactly uh we want to thank everybody for joining us today and thank our guests for calling in with some good good questions today if you did not get in please catch us next wednesday at 10 a.m we're here every wednesday at 10 a.m with your tech tips and we want your tech question now if you missed any of the show today you can listen online at mpbonline.org or subscribe to our podcast uh java chapman was our board operator today and our phone screener was Lori thompson for wilts contraire i'm and jeremy thompson I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. And join us next week again at 10 a.m. for more Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people, only on MPB Think Radio.